Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope, a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. Today, I have the great honor to bring back again Kathleen Sherrick, only because she shares such fabulous information and we never answer all of the questions. So I just want to remind you who Kathleen is. Kathleen Sherrick is an award-winning educator, author, White House recognized consultant to top companies and a sacred parenting coach. She mentors pregnant and new parents, grandparents, and child professionals who care for young children in the first seven years of life. For more than 30 years, Kathleen has studied neuroscience, child development, energy psychology, vibrational health, quantum physics, and world religions. She has been a top international consultant to Fortune 200 executives, receiving um, accommodations in the, US, in the United States White House for her role in improving organizational performance in the United States. That's just wild, that sentence by itself. She is a former university associate dean who has advised both the Walton and Gates Foundations about innovation in education. She carries several graduate degrees degrees in education and public administration. Kathleen co-founded a monastery-based school that served thousands of families and is a founding board trustee of several foundations. Kathleen, welcome and thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Nada. I feel so honored to be able to be here talking about such important things with you and and sharing with your listeners. Um, I, I welcome these conversations with you. Ah, thank you. Yeah, because it's these are they're powerful. They're things that we just don't think about. I, I I think we go through life, we become parents, we parent as best as we can, we send the kids off, they get you know to, to school, they get married, they go off and they parent and they do it the same way their parents did it. And of course we're doing it how it was handed down from generations, and really none of us know what the hell we're doing. We're just kind of muddling our way through <laughs> doing the best that we can possibly do. And so this information is so powerful because it, it, it just gives you another way to do it that literally, truly empowers you as the parent. And as we talked about in last week's show, how it empowers the grandparent and the child, the most important person in this. That, well, they're all important, but the little ones, because they're going through the formative years. And so we want to do it in a way that's very empowering to them. So I, I'm so grateful for the work that you do and all of your background, because this isn't, this isn't just hocus pocus. This is well-studied and um, educational. So, so today, what I want to dive in with you, last week we talked about grand, sacred grandparenting. So listeners, if you missed that, please go back to last week and catch up with that, because it's phenomenal. And this week, we're going to talk about sacred parenting and working moms. So, because, right, I believe that happened to you. I know it happened to me. I was a, I was a working mom and had little ones, um, and, and it's not easy to do. And the question, the first question that I want to pose to you 
is once a family brings in, and maybe even a mom, because I know that was what happened to me. I had little, very little children, and I was divorced. So I was a single mom doing this. Um, once a new baby or the, or the young child is in the family, the parents often have professional work or jobs that are outside of the home, and they need to integrate that with their new life. So how can those new parents or new mothers um, apply the sacred parenting to this to be a better parent? Well, this is, you know, all parents have uh, experienced life, a, a major life change, a major transition when a new baby comes into the family, no matter how the baby comes, whether it's adoption, whether it's surrogate, whether it's, um, uh, whether it's uh, a, a family friend that, uh, that you are an aunt or, or if you're an aunt or an uncle, or whether it's um, through our own birth process. And the, so the changes that come have to be expected. I mean, we know from work research at the Gottman Institute, that, um, which is a well-known relationship institute, uh, studying relationship research for many, many years, that uh, two-thirds of parents experience a significant drop in the satisfaction of their relationship in the first year after the birth of a child. Mothers usually experience Whoa. it earlier. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, fathers usually experience it a little later, like going into the second year of the new baby. But this is, this is what, one reason why um, it's, it's important to just recognize, number one, that family dynamics are getting ready to change. And yes, they are changing. And um, we, the more that we can cultivate um, three things, number one, our own inner resources, our own inner reserves through the pregnancy process, whether we are the ones that are pregnant or someone else is, um, uh, that, that we will then be the um, beautiful recipient of a new life into our family, whether we are the one, our own inner resources can be developed during that time to just prepare. We can never know exactly what it's going to be like. We have to live it. But we can prepare ourselves to be open, to be in a spot of reception. And that's what women's roles are often, is to be in a receiving position. And you know, a lot of us, Nada, a lot of us women are not very good at receiving. And especially women that may be um, uh, may have attained a certain level of professional status, professional work in the um, in their business environment, entrepreneurial moms, those kinds of things. I'm not saying fathers uh, don't matter at all. I am saying, though, that professional moms in particular have their own unique set of circumstances that they're dealing with. Um, uh, I, as a, you know, when I was young, I worked in a factory, Nada, um, and factory uh, workers are important. Yeah, you know, I did that. I did the piece work and everything. It's really important because people are receiving products that you're putting together. And right. um, uh, there, are, there just are differences. So that work is extremely important. Any work that we offer in the world, any contribution that we're making is important work for uh, the individuals that are offering it. Moms who are um, in a business situation of some professionalism have some unique characteristics they're dealing with. And um, they're not only faced with a new family now, but they are um, accustomed to working in a business environment that 
gets results. They are responsible mm. for results. And here, the right. whole process of pregnancy is a process. And, the, and parenting is a journey. It's a process. It's a journey. It's not a destination. And so yeah. there's, a, there's a bit of a difference there in what we're dealing with. Now, with sacred parenting, we can be uh, challenged um, normally with our biology. But if we can go within and develop those, I, I start to mention the inner resources, uh, and I didn't finish, I'm sorry. Um, the first is the inner resources for ourselves. It's the resources to connect with our child, number two, during mm-hmm. pregnancy, so that this onboarding of the, of the child and their soul into our family matrix um, is the way that it needs to be. I was going to say as smooth as possible, but you know, and so, sometimes it's not meant to be so smooth for reasons that we don't know. Um, yeah. But that it is in the way that it's meant to be. And the third is to develop some um, reserves, some inner reserves to actually um, prepare our relationship with our partner, with, uh, with the family as it currently exists for this new energy that's joining us. And um, those are, so when we can, sometimes it's easier for uh, professional or entrepreneurial or executive moms to kind of compartmentalize. These are the things that we need to do. And that's why I present this kind of in in, uh, uh, three different steps. Um, But the sacredness of it really has to do with the inside work. The outer work we know that we're going to be changing diapers. We, you know, new moms these days are, are getting um, advice from mommy bloggers. They're getting advice on the latest innovations. Oh, Nada, there's so many uh, fun innovations for babies now and, and yeah. young children. <laughs> you know, there are. Um, and yet, um, and now with the new pull of entering the, work fa- the workforce with a new family uh, dynamic going on, it's the push and the pull between uh, results and journey, results and journey. And mm-hmm. as professional women, we've got to understand that we just went through a creation process of actually creating a human life, whether it was biological or whether it was energetic through adoption or others, because, you know, the children were meant to have find us. They yeah. usually find us. And through whatever means it might be. And um, I've worked with some people that the avenues are incredible, how, how babies came to them, um, non-biological. But this, um, having gone through this sacred creativity of creating a life, and now we are, our inner reserves are being asked to um, produce in a big way in our work environment. There's a stress there and a tension that we have to um, both embrace, see it as separate from us, but also be able to um, handle it in a way that is um, healthful and helpful for our, our family and our child. And in those ways, this is all about developing our own inner processes, whether that be native through, through our own um, a spiritual practice of some sort. Um, I think I've mentioned before that the research clearly shows now, this is phenomenal research. I'm just um, 
enamored with it really that children who has a, who have a positive and very active relationship to spirituality when they're very young that when they become teens they are 40% less likely to use and abuse substances wow. not only that they are 60% less likely to be depressed as teenagers not only wow. that they are 80% less likely to have dangerous or unprotected sex. Um, and they're much more likely to have positive markers, as they call them in, in um, research terms, uh, for thriving and for high levels of academic success. Now, if, that, if academic su- success is important to you and your value system, then that's something that, that uh, that's a piece of research that would be important. But all of these, I think, um, would speak to a professional um, uh, new mom in particular, because we are uh, often, as executive, entrepreneurial, professional new moms, we're looking for the best practices. When we're looking at mommy bloggers, uh, we're looking for best practices. When we're looking at the innovative products, we're looking at which ones have been tried and tested, which ones are the ones that uh, the other moms are recommending. So, that's something that is cultivated in our professional life, so it's something we naturally do as a new mom. When we have research like this that shows um, a spiritual beginning, whatever that means, by the way, the research does not correlate the same uh, to a religious childhood. This is a spiritual childhood. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, so what is that? What What is that spiritual practice, Kathleen? It doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be religious. So what, what does that look like? So it's, it's up to how the family uh, defines its values. It can be its spirituality, however that is defined. It can be a personal relationship to nature. It can be a personal relationship to a higher power, such as God or the universe or angels or spirit. Um, but it, in this research, it was defined as a personal relationship to this higher power that is loving and guiding and uh, that, that it has this kind of impact on a child's long-term mental and physical health is really impactful. And all moms, of course, um, are, are often interested in research, but professional executive um, entrepreneurial moms, especially so because, and I count myself uh, in in that, because of my background and my um, many decades of experience now, um, I, decades, Nada, decades, gee, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put a number on it. You know what I mean? Um, but that uh, you know uh, that it takes it's there's a certain um, uh, growth curve that happens when you're building a business when you're building an organization, when you're creating it from scratch, when you are in um, a certain level in an organization that is making decisions for that impact others in the organization. So other roles, of course, that are not executive level are just as important. It's just a different dynamic um, for a new mom. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, these new moms, Um, these, uh, you know, professional moms and... uh, Executive mom, new mamas, and entrepreneurial new mamas. We we often go through, uh, you know, the guilt. Um, the uh, I was just talking again with a with another new professional mom the other day, and 
imposter syndrome is real to us. Who am yeah. I to be able to do this? Who And really the answer to that is who are you not to be able to do it? Right. Feel, right. If you're feeling like you can't handle this, if you're feeling different because, you know, beautiful uh, biology and hormones, um, when we have gone through the pregnancy and labor and delivery process and are a new mom, their hormones are real. The biology and the chemistry of it is real. And uh, so oftentimes we need to feel it. If we feel like an imposter, okay, go ahead, feel it. Now let's get on the other side of it because we do not need to sit on the place of owning that. Right. You know, how, right. how we treat ourselves matter. Our words, our thoughts, how we treat ourselves matter. Um, I, for decades, I have not used the word should. Should equates yeah. to shame in my book. And, you know, should's shame. So let's stop shaming ourselves. And when, we, um, when we're at a certain level of responsibility, no matter what we do for our professional life or our working career, um, uh, we can easily shame ourselves, especially as moms, because it doesn't seem like we're doing enough. But if we come back to sacred parenting, and one of the one of the nine keys of sacred parenting is this soul agreement. Your baby comes to you, knowing you, knowing your journey, and if you can stay aligned with your baby and aligned with your heart, your heart takes you to the steps on that journey. So whether that baby is, is, uh, needs to be in daycare, needs to be with a loved one, needs to be with you at home, um, it, you will figure it out. Not to worry about right. it. You'll figure it out. Right. And you can and always have, change your mind. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I want to ask you because so, so what, do you, what advice do you give for um, executives new parents or, or you know, maybe toddlers and they're finding themselves where it's just like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this parenting the way that I want to be doing this parenting or I find myself in this imposter syndrome or, you know, or, or, or. What advice do you give to those parents so they can continue or begin to, to bring their very best self forward to their child or to their children, and so they are doing the sacred parenting. You know, I'm going to refer to a practice of ancient wisdom that we know about, Ho'oponopono. Are you familiar with this, Nada? I am, so, yeah. yeah. And I will just very briefly mention it because it has many different, it can have many different names, and there are parts of it that have become popular in society at the moment, and um, and yet it's a very sacred practice, and um, you can have uh, what I might call shortcuts to it. I've developed my own shortcuts to it. But Ho'oponopono is a beautiful Hawaiian healing tradition. And um, it, uh, my Hawaiian friends will, will laugh at me right now, um, but as, as I try to describe it, because it's so much more rich than we have time to go into, but very simply, um, when um, when a child uh, is born, let me go back a minute. When we encounter challenging situations, there are four um, energy fields, four statements, four affirmations, four offerings that we can make that can change the entire vibration of the situation. 
And uh, this is the order that I do them in. It may not be the order a traditional Hawaiian healer might recommend it. And I apologize for that. This has worked for me. Number one, there are are four simple statements. Number one, thank you. Thank you. And that's saying thank you. You may, whatever challenging scenario or situation, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether it's challenges in your new relationship with your spouse or your partner because of this new baby, because there's, there's really um, uh, anxiety emerging uh, between you or whatever it might, you can't figure out these new roles yet. Whatever it is, it's a thank you. It's gratitude, number one. And there are ways to go deep into it that are very healing and peaceful and um, that get to um, a place of um, uh, a place of transcendence, really. The second is thank you. I love you. The third is thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. And the last one is please forgive me. So we're talking about gratitude, love and forgiveness. And those three concepts, they're four statements, but three beautiful concepts that when we really bring them into our daily lives as a very simple ritual and we embody it, they're transformative. And um, I'll mention, um, just as an example, I was trying to come up with a story about Ho'oponopono, and it has to do with, for example, if a child in a family has gone off on a tangent and they're not doing things that honor themselves. A family will traditionally get together and practice this Ho'oponopono together. And it brings the child back to themselves. And there's more that we can Mm -hmm. talk about at another time if we need to, but it's such a beautiful practice that we can um, learn from our, uh, the ancestral lineage in this case from Hawaiians, but, you know, every culture has their own version of gratitude, love, and forgiveness. And um, these are very simple things that I have practiced as a professional executive mom. And uh, it's not something we commonly associate with, you know, all those terms don't commonly um, seem to go together, and they, yet they do so beautifully. Yes. And so I having love a spiritual this practice. Yep, yeah, and having a ritual, a very simple ritual around it. We know about journaling. We know about uh, prayers or chanting. We know about, I mean, Nada at a certain point when I had uh, three young children under the age of five as a single working mom with my own business, I, I had huge, you know, eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper plastered on the wall at my, <laughs> at my, um, at my height so my children couldn't see them. And it said cherish, it said love, it said treasure, Um, because you know what? I needed to be reminded because it was stressful. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so however we choose, whatever we choose, there may be apps that we can choose that help us keep, um, uh, keep in mind the gratitude, the love, the forgiveness, because even when you're in a business meeting and you're having trouble um, with somebody's presentation or they're giving you grief about your presentation or your way of looking at things, you can be sending them ho'oponopono. This is an active technique that works in the professional environment. Yeah, so beautiful. Well, you know what this means, Kathleen, is you're going to have to come right back on. <laughs> We're going to have to schedule another oh, time. Oh, I have so 
<laughs> I love this part about using um, um, using this technique in the executive world. Being able, so I know we've been talking about sacred parenting and sacred um, grandparenting, but even being able to to take this love and respect and forgiveness and I'm going to throw in honoring also into into our workplace and right because I think the world is ready for this kind of a big change not only just our sacred parenting and grandparenting but also to be able to bring this kind of gratitude love and forgiveness into the workplace because that's where the majority of us are during right 40 hours a week at least 40 hours a week so Kathleen I think we have to do this again and what that means is we're going to have to wrap up this this um, show and we're going to have to schedule another time for you and I to get back together and do this one more time. So I just, I want to thank you. There's so much more information um, that I can glean from you and that the listeners can. If there's one piece or one nugget, we have like about 30 seconds, one nugget, a tip that you can share with the listeners, what would that be about executive moms and sacred parenting? Uh, it's to stay true to yourself, your real self with a capital R. And that's, that means to not be influenced by outer recognition, outer uh, appearances, um, just to be your real self because bringing your authenticity both to your workplace and to your family, your relationship with your partner and the rest of your family and your child is the most important gift that you can bring and be. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Your real self is with the capital R and, and capital with F. With the capital R. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, oh, I love it. I love it. Kathleen. And then just remember that? that it's not, it's not the, it's not the stress that brings, that breaks us down. It's how we handle it. So the to, to use the tools that we learn from whatever resources and use those tools to stay in, in, in the uh, ambiance of our real self. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, right. Because it's not the stress. It is not the stress. It's how we are responding to that or reacting to that, how we interpret that. Absolutely. Kathleen, how, how do the listeners get in touch with you? The, the best way, Nada, is right at my website, uh, which is KathleenSherrick.com. And um, my email address would be Kathleen at KathleenSherrick.com. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes, perfect. And that information will be in the show notes and on the website. So please don't worry if you missed that information. We'll have that there. So this was part two of, of our second interview together. So I have a feeling we're going to have chapter 15, chapter 19. <laughs> I, just, I adore you. I love your wisdom. I love, I, I love your approach to sacred parenting. And I'm so grateful. Uh, for you being on the show. This with comes us. right back okay. at you. comes right back at you. Thank you for, for allowing me to join you and serving your listeners. Uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And to all of the listeners, thank you so much for being with us today. And I know that there are golden nuggets in there for you. And um, I wish you a beautiful rest of your epic week. And be sure to tune in next week for a brand new guest. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kathleen. Much love. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. 
If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.